Swiss Swiss is the one that you like a lot. That's yeah, that's one. the. Yeah, yeah, that's the song. Right now. Yeah. That's a great song. What is the chorus that? Hang on. My God. Let's take the wheel now, oh, man. man. What is the chorus? <laughs> I guess we'll find out together. It's like a slower one. I'd say the caddies are playing in. Really? There's like a little drum fills in it. Is it really just him saying like oh on the west side? Oh yeah. Oh Right, that's what he said. Oh on the west. But it's all of them joining. Beautiful. Side. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, I knew it did something. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, my spirit is fucking great. It sounds great. It just sounds exactly like mixed up confusion. God, man, and it's a killing me. There's just too many people And they're all too hard to please Alright Kelly, this is week three of Music Video Month. Yeah. This is our second uh, weird month we've done. If you haven't listened to the first weird month we did, <laughs> that was in October of 2017. We did Woody Guthrie Month. Sign on the window presents Weird Months. Weird Months. <laughs> Where we just pick, we just curate a month of weird stuff and we just kind of like, um, you know, before it was Woody Guthrie, now it's music videos. I'm sure we're going to do something in November. Something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Kelly, this week though was pretty great for us because we have been kind of tap dancing around a lot of stuff. But we are kids who were born in the 80s. We started watching, as we've said before, MTV in our teenage years. It was not like a staple of our lives. This wasn't like our teenage years. With MTV or whatever, trying to convince well, our parents to get late it. late 80s. 87 and 88. Well, exactly. But I mean, this we didn't grow up with the videos right. we're going to talk 80s, about yeah. today. But I think a lot of the videos that we ended up watching and still watch have been kind of influenced by a lot of what was going on during this time. Oh, absolutely. This was personally an episode that I was really excited to talk about and to watch some of these old videos that you sort of either know about or have vaguely seen on like top tens over the years on VH1 or whatever. You oh, know? I have seen many a top ten on VH1. So before we get into and kind of to avoid talking about my <laughs> connection to my heart, which is the Bob Dylan video from 1985's Empire Burlesque that he unfortunately re- released multiple videos about, which we will do in time. I do want to talk about the 1980s. So Bob Dylan sort of set a standard, if you will. We sort of talked about the lyric video and everything like that from last week with Joker Man. And now we've, we went to this. Two years later, we're here. Joker Man was very much its own thing. We definitely came down on the side of two thumbs up for Joker Man. I think hard two thumbs down over here for, for um, 
tight connection to my heart. Oh, it's awful. But in between and, and throughout the 80s, we've got all these other great videos. So we spent the week not only living our best life, which we're always doing, but we're also watching a lot of these old videos. So if you grew up in the 80s, you're probably going to be laughing at us for like not knowing some of this stuff. Or um, screaming in your own head, why are you talking about this video? What is, yeah, why are, yeah, why aren't you? <laughs> oh my God. So Kelly, like, let's just like really quickly go over what we were doing here. And I think it's sort of, in a way, I promise it will tie into that connection to my heart. Because I think overall of, of a lot of the music videos we watched... There was a, th- a, there was a narrative structure. They wanted to make it like a movie, and Bob Dylan's song is in his music video for "Tech Connection in My Heart" is nothing more than just a little tiny movie. So Kelly, what were the what were the eighties videos, regardless of if they were narrative or not, that like completely killed you? So I don't remember a lot of eighties videos, even watching VH1's like Best of One Hit Wonders and stuff. Music videos weren't really in their fucking prime until right at the end of the 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. So most of what especially we would think of is that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to turn to the internet and be like, internet, what is the best videos on? of the YouTube, 80s? please help me. And I had seen the majority of them, but I still had to go and look. Um, what I decided was more interesting because I was curious, because one of my favorite videos of all time is still to this day, the most expensive video of all time, Scream mm-hmm. by Michael and Janet Jackson, which I inappropriately said was $1.2 million. It was over $5 million to make. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm, I almost kicked you off the podcast for that. <laughs> I decided we'll, we'll figure this out. So I thought, yes, we can go to a top 10 and we'll go over that. And some, there's actually some crossover. But what would be interesting is the most expensive videos of yeah. the 80s. If we're talking about 80s excess, what did you You felt so bad about Scream that you were like, <laughs> I need to delve into research to better in the future understand how much music videos are. So I, I respect that. Yeah, so I'm just going to go, It's this is not in order of year or in order of cost, but just the most expensive videos of the 80s. And I definitely never seen Bowie, Ashes to Ashes, or yeah. heard the song Ashes to Ashes. So we talked about already how I don't know anything about Bowie. But, but, but you are on a Bowie journey. I was on a Bowie journey. Yeah. $582,000, so half a million in 1980 money, which is $1,728,000 today. Cool. Cool. Uh, it's weird. It, Bowie is a sad clown on the beach. The majority of the money had to be spent on After Effects. Basically, mm. they do kind of a rotoscoping technique where they've painted over the film. At least I'm assuming. I didn't really research it. But it's like just weird shots. Sad yeah. clown Bowie's on the beach. Bowie's yeah. sad somewhere else, like in a kitchen at one point. There is one shot in the video towards the end where he is suspended almost it looks like he's in utero at least i think that's what they were going for he's in this uh weird jumpsuit and tubes are coming out of him it's very like head like a hole mm. um so i feel like this is so cool that this is 1980 Reznor definitely got some inspiration from this yeah. kind of shit because that was spooky and i don't know that it was supposed to be but it was really scary you know how sometimes when you oh, watch yeah. older shit it can be scary unintentionally oh uh, yeah i think this might have been that i think a lot of these videos were that but it's interesting it's three minutes and 49 seconds long so for half, oh, more than half a million dollars. Think about it, how many, per second, how much that costs, yeah. I mean, the sets were, I think they might have been on location at some beach or something. Like, I, it had to be the costuming and the after effects. I mean, you yeah. got to think, digital effects have gone down in price as yeah. technology gets better. But then also, if you want to push it, it's going to be more expensive anyway. So I think they were really pushing the edge yeah. of digital of effects. Time, yeah. 
Um, so I think that must have been the cost. Um, Thriller was the next one, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk about that after because yeah. that's the big one. Um, Duran Duran, <laughs> The Wild Boys. Never heard this fucking song before. 1984, a million to produce in 1984, 2.3 million today. Fucking weird. Really intense. Uh, there is an animatronic or animatronic head that's just like weirdly fucking jerking around. That's what you're talking about. That's the nightmare. That's, yeah. That's where you... Or back in the day, I, I remember uh, going through my dad's record collections and it was the Queen album with the guy on the front, the the robot guy. Oh, I guess Have I you, know Oh, about. hang on. Yeah, it's very Metropolis, very old school sci-fi. Oh, but you've never seen it, though. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, I remember uh, going through my dad's record collection and seeing Queen's News of the World. And just that, that like, oh, my God, weird technology. Mm-hmm. That, like, I've seen, what is it, the uh, the Iron Giant or whatever. Yeah. Great, great movie. And I was like, oh, I'm a kid and this is so great. But you see something like that. Go look at that fucking record. He's holding up a human being and he has ears. Why does a robot have ears? It's horrifying. Yeah, the the idea of the future from the early turn of the 20th century is really interesting. Yeah. And it's very much that kind of um, visuals, which is, I like that a lot. We talked about a lot of that when we watched Battlestar Galactica back in the day. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like what the future could be like, you know, these limitations we have on what we can see in the world. And they had a lot of phones that had cords on them because they yeah. didn't know when mm-hmm. cell phones Hexagonal were paper. going to be what are you exactly doing? what are you doing and so yeah all that stuff is very interesting like a robot today would never have ears because you don't need ears what are you doing to do siri my phone doesn't have ears to sure hear doesn't. me yeah so it's very it's very interesting and i i like it but that's what makes it scary is that there's a human element to it so music videos at least in the past, and I think even you know through the '90s and probably the early 2000s, a big component was chore- choreo- Oh my god, choreography! There's mm-hmm. always going to be a set piece of choreo, and even Bob Dylan, the oh. little little bit of that. Never forget too much his of that. dance moves. Uh, but the Duran Duran video for Wild Boys, it's like Mad Max meets uh, Hellraiser, and so Duran Duran has always been a staple in goth clubs, and I never understood why. Because for me, Duran Duran is Hungry Like the Wolf, yeah. and that's as far as I ever got. And that's not a goth song; that's like a pop song. That's a pop song. And this song is cool. I kind of yeah. dig it. It's like, and there's like the imagery. And I think that's what it is. Like there is people flying around on big rigs and like, it's just very dark. It's very post-apocalyptic choreo. It's very like weird shit going on. Uh, and I think that must be what it is. Like this song and this kind of, so clearly they had something else going something. on that, yeah. that I did not know about. And I'm not, but all the goth kids know. I mean, they know what was up. So that, that video is I don't think weird. we can tap into that today, though. I think it's we're too far gone from it. Oh, I don't, every we're way too desensitized yeah, I know. for we, this. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I'm sure we can't even tap into like what was making those goth kids at the time feel yeah, something right? that 20 years cute. later. I get that. This they, is well, I get that. <laughs> right, but they would go and open up clubs in Portland. You know, there's mm-hmm. plenty of goth clubs that play this type of music and you know but i track this oh, type yeah, of I totally get that, but i never understood why duran duran was on the list until i watched this video right, so that right. was very cool for me yeah but like, it's cool but, but i'm sure that those people would say duran duran was also probably an influence weirdly you know oh and yeah you would totally. never you'd be like excuse me what yeah that's why it's badass like they know they're that's legit cool. they yeah. fucking yeah duran duran go kill yourself you don't know yeah oh, so wow. pretty cool i will say duran duran is a band that i know almost zero about oh i know nothing about yeah so that was that was fun Michael Jackson's Bad, 1987. $2.2 million, $1987. $4.7 million today, dollars. Directed by goddamn Martin Scorsese. Oof. 
Did you know this video is 18 minutes long? The actual theatrical, if you will, quote-unquote version of this video. I fell asleep to it, so I do know that it was long. Okay, so everyone, I think, has seen this video, or at least seen the dancing. Well, the whole video is the the dancing. dancing. So, again, choreo, heavy, heavy prereq for a video. Um, And it's great. And his outfit's fucking great. Like, the fashion is really important. These videos are visual. Like, that's the whole point. We've already heard these songs. That's not the point. The point is, what are you going to show me? And his outfit's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the the choreography is, is really fun. And they're wearing great outfits. Where it falls apart is this 18-minute bloated ridiculous. The actual video starts, I think, about nine minutes in. Um, and that's the one you'll see is that cut version of mm-hmm. just the dancing and the song. And the and that's, color. Everything yeah. is in black and white except for And that. then you start the video and it's in color. Wesley Snipes is Wesley. in this 18-minute movie, if you will. And it's terrible. Uh, everything about it is terrible. I mean, it's great he's in it. It's a horrible experience. Yeah. the And the even, I mean, you just watching the short version of it, it's always been silly. It's very West Side Story. Like, we're singing and fight dancing, singing and fight dancing. That's the whole thing. It becomes even more a mockery when you have nine minutes of preamble yeah. bullshit trying to make this dramatic. It's yeah. Michael Jackson, forever Peter Pan, is a high school student who has been sent to a fancy boarding school, comes back home to the hood with his friends who want him to be bad. Gonna be bad. Bad. Gonna be bad. And they put him up to robbing a guy. He doesn't wanna. And he lets the guy free. And then he says, you wanna see who's bad? You bad? We bad? You bad? It's that. Until we start dancing. It's, it is bad. And that solved the problem. It is bad. The uh, dancing part was great. The song is great. All of that was terrible. Bad, bad, like bad, Martin, <laughs> bad, R- real, real bad. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, he didn't take that tact when he directed No Direction Home for Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, that's right. I was worried about that. So there are five seconds of this video that are glorious, and it's the roller skater mm. who's um, he starts like in a split and then pulls himself up by a shirt collar and then does his little twirl. That's the best part of the whole eighteen minutes. Not worth the five the seconds. Best part of this entire all of the all of the videos. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh wow. No, no. Wow. So yeah, if you've never seen Bad, I can't recommend it. <laughs> I would recommend the short version. Yeah, the I mean, short any, version. Anything fun. Michael Jackson in the 1980s is worthy, and obviously we'll get to thriller in a bit. Yes. Because if you watch anything, make it thriller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you do nothing else and you've never seen thriller, and as someone who has. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. Uh, the Sisters of Mercy, Dominion, slash Mother Russia, 1988, $1,988, $2 million today, dollars. Sisters of Mercy, I had heard the name before, and again, this is part of my my old goth kid phase. I was like, oh, yeah. I wasn't really a goth kid. I was just a sad fucking new metal reject. But uh, Worse. <laughs> way worse. I mean, commit if you're going to commit. Do something marginally cool. Appreciate art in some form. No, 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 no. <laughs> just a garbage person. Uh, this video 
it was really strange. It was like this girl who's giving me fucking Elvira vibes, but she's wearing a white pantsuit. And it's just the dude, I'm assuming, is the main singer. I don't know if this is a band or like a, a Nine Inch Nails Trent Reznor situation. Did watch this. So, so the, the guy, the one guy, is just kind of standing around singing with sunglasses on. But then there's this whole... The reason why this costs so much money is they're, I have to feel like they're on a big desert location. There's a horde of horses and Middle Eastern people riding these horses. And like, this is definitely... Definitely goth night at the Middle Eastern Club. We are doing it. We are here. We are singing this song. And the song is not bad, I guess. It's very cute. Um, so, yeah, I think they spent most of the money just on the horses. Horses got to be expensive. I mean, they spent a million dollars orchestrating people riding horses. I think if there is a story, it's the guy in the glasses who is singing the song is really into the girl or the girl wants to kill him for some reason. Because at the end, she does oh, oh. kill him. So, yeah, it's like him singing, her on a horse coming towards something, I'm assuming him to kill him, meets him, and then we see what we assume is his body in the trunk and her, like, smirking. So, of a car. Yeah, a car happens at some point, too. $2 it's million. Really dollars. Yeah, $2 million. It's worth checking out. Sisters of Mercy, there you go. Okay. Madonna, the most expensive video on our 80s list. Express yourself. Five million. Okay, again, I lied about Scream again because Scream was more than this. So it's more than five million too. One day I will find out how much Scream was and I will tell you. Maybe when we talk about music videos that we remember. In a, we will a actually week or talk so. about the night. We'll talk about yeah. it next week. And I'll give you a real figure. We'll talk about the 90s <laughs> next week. Madonna, Express Yourself, 1989. Five million, 1989 dollars. 9.8 million today Ooh. dollars. We are in a foundry. We are doing industrial choreo. We are here to do this for you. I will say this was another enormous letdown. All mm-hmm. of the really expensive videos on this on this list that I have watched, not great. Mm. Just not great. So yeah, I don't. I know where they spent the money, and it was on the dancers, and it was on the costuming. And for what it's worth, Madonna's fucking outfit is incredible, and she keeps grabbing her crotch. It's a whole fucking thing. Like, uh, she's great, and also the the dancers are great, and the dancers within the environs that they let them be in, the foundry settings, mm-hmm. are are interesting when the dancers are a part of them. When we are with the overlord controllers oh, the of everything. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I mean, it's fake shit. It's just horrible. Also, it, was she a cat? There was a cat, and I think we alluded to her being a cat. She turned into the cat or came from the cat. I don't really know. I, I choose to not. It looked like with that. a deleted scene from from Waterworld in the best way. Because one, I love Waterworld, oh. and two, this was cooler than the scene in Waterworld where all the smokers are in their hangout or whatever. But it was basically that. It was a bunch of dudes in fake rain. Breaking it down. Madonna's a cat who's into it, but then also there's a guy overseeing the whole thing. It's weird. Let's express yourself. <laughs> and that was worth almost $10 million. Almost $10 million. I would say hard pass. If I was like, hey, I have $10 million. And Madonna was like, I want to do this. I'd be like, that's cool. That's but cool. I don't want to. I'd rather Thank you, fund 100 tight connections to my heart. Nope. That's not true either. <laughs> Pia Zadora. Ever heard of her? No. No one has. Heartbeat of Love, 1989. Is also she American? I have no idea, but you got to think with a name like Pia, can't be. Well, right, but did, was she like an was it an American hit or anything? It must have been uh, right. I mean, it was in English for. I mean, that's a starting point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you watched it? I did not watch. This oh, one. I did. And was this a song you've ever heard before? No, I have not. Okay. Heartbeat of Love. That makes sense. Nineteen eighty nine. Remember Madonna's video also came out in nineteen eighty nine. And so did Shares with her butt hanging out. Oh yeah, um, that was 
turn back time. If I could turn back time, thank you. <laughs> That's what it was. 1989, this song, Pia Zadora song, came out in October of 1989. Madonna's came out in May. And I can't help but feel like Pia Zadora lifted a little bit of not only the goddamn video, but the goddamn song. This video, however, only cost $800,000, $800,000, no, $800,000, which is $1.5 million today dollars, where Madonna's cost $9 million today dollars. So Ugh. she did it for a goddamn tenth of the price, but it's very, very So lots similar. of foundries, lots of Dudes dude in a dancing. weird foundry setting doing some choreo. And even the song content is very similar. Express Yourself is like, Girl, do you. Don't let a man come up to you and tell you what you can and can't do. Just let him direct your video. (laughs) He needs to listen to you and do what you want him to. And this is very fucking similar. Heartbeat of Love is like, oh, I don't know, maybe, like, but my man, he should listen to me because the heartbeat of love. I can't remember it at all. But there is a rap. Amen. That is not, there's not a dude singing it on screen, but there's a rap happening. And there's also a. It's not her, though. No, hell no. Uh. There's a man rapping somewhere. And not even one of the weird choreo guys is doing it. It's just disembodied male voices rapping. That's amazing. See, I love, like, the 90s and the two, early 2000s would never let that slide. Because they would have fucking... We're putting him on the screen. Ja Rule roll up in a putting him on the screen. He'll roll up on a boat. This is why like, we paid Ashanti, for Ja Rule to come. Boom. <laughs> yeah, Mystical, he's, he's arriving in a car just to give this beat, this verse, and then he's out. That is... Correct. And we paid all the money for that. But this time it's like, no, we have no And time there's even a creepy overseer dude in this one too, but it's even more fucked up because yeah. he's like watching her in a bed and it's, mm. but very similar. So I cannot help but feel like this was, as music industries want to do, too. like yeah. a cheap knockoff mm-hmm. of Madonna. So. And they got it for cheap comparatively. Yeah. Still expensive as fuck. Expensive as fuck. I mean, so these are the most expensive videos of the 1980s and there's only six, I believe is what I said on the list. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the list, which is... All through the 90s and yeah, yeah. 2000s. So. Um, we're also going to talk real quick about the Billboard Top 10 videos we, absolutely. of the 80s. There's a little bit of crossover. Actually, there's only really one bit of crossover. Rhythm Nation, 1989, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Fuck yes. Janet Jackson's great. Why? Iconic choreo and outfits. Because that is what this video is. It is The outfits are literally everything. It's and five minutes of... Yeah, those military stylized mm-hmm. jackets and the, the it's just straight... Her dancing for five minutes. In the same way that um, Bad was just him mm-hmm. going for four and a half minutes. Just let's do this. So, well, and you see echoes of that even with like formation with Beyonce. Like, oh, absolutely. You just it's, it's something that just resonates through time. That never goes away because it's so Super. awesome and iconic. Yeah. Absolutely. People were recording this on their VCR so that they could learn the elimination mm-hmm. dance. And it's still oh, a thing today. Awesome. So. Uh, Every Breath You Take, Police, 1983. Creepiest video ever. Of the song. <laughs> oh, the song for sure. In the video, I don't need to see. It's, I don't need to ever yeah. see Sting playing a stand-up bass ever again with that vigor. I don't need it. No, yeah. Again, this is Billboard's as voted by Billboard yeah. people or patrons or fans. The poll. The poll. The poll. The, poll. the Billboard Top 100. You know, we don't Billboard. know if the poll is yeah in America or in Turkey. I mean, who's Who who's knows? running the polls? Is the top videos of the eighties and all you losers. Voted Somewhere. every breath you take, yeah, and it's just black you. and white panning and zooming, double sting. It's just the band, just the band. A- as a lot of videos were and still are. It's just the band playing. No shade on that. No, and even no shade on the video. But it wasn't like gripping. This was no rhythm nation. So I was sad that this was number nine yeah. over Janet Jackson's. Uh, Walk this way, nineteen eighty six, Aerosmith and Personally, DMC. Love it. 
It's so good. It's so fun. I mean, I've seen this this one. I've definitely seen before. I'd seen the elimination before too, but um, it's just so silly and so great. Yeah. It's if you've somehow never heard the song or seen the video, it's Aerosmith's "Walk This Way," but Run DMC took it and mixed it and rapped over it. And the video is the explanation of that in their like fun fictional terms of Aerosmith playing their song on one side of a wall and Run DMC is and rapping over on the other side of the wall. The wall. And Steven Tyler punches a hole in the wall. Yeah, amazing. So definitely great, and I love it, and it totally deserves to be on this list. Hungry Like the Wolf, Duran Duran again. What is great. up? I you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. It was nineteen eighty three. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's actually so. This is the first one I would say that's a real mini movie because I don't even count bad because there's no real. None of these have had like a narrative story, you know. Um, and Duran, yeah. this, this uh, I like the wolf definitely did. So what did you like? It's like them running through India, through India, chasing some woman, right? What was the climax of it, though? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I you can't tell what the point uh, is until the last 20 seconds when they meet up with this woman. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but was that worth it? No. no. That would be another garbage. Like, no, that's no. I wouldn't count that as like a telling a story of any kind. They just had the money to go to India, and he's like, I wanted to go. Probably. So good. I mean, but it has more of a story than the other ones where it's just like, we're dancing. We're here. We're well, dancing. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not boring. It's not It's not 20 minutes long like fucking bad is. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the billboard said something about it being like a bunch of Indiana Joneses running around India just breaking shit. Which is not wrong. But yeah. That's what it is. I but can't get it beyond that. Sledgehammer. Maybe one of the coolest videos on the list. 86. All stop motion animation, um, most a lot of clay, a lot of stuff. It's just so cool for this to not be the most expensive video, and yeah. it being the most definitely time intensive video. Totally, and like amount of people that had to help do this, pull this off. It's incredible. You could have a steam train. Uh, the, uh, Peter Gabriel must have sat there for 40 million years. Oh he God, must still so be there. Long. <laughs> like it it seems incredible to me like just watching that take place. When you watch it as a as a young like as a kid, I remember seeing it on those lists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like obviously stop motion and like all of that. It's there's a charm to it that will probably never go away because we don't live our lives in stop motion. So when any, anybody ever does it, it's great. But you don't realize when you watch it how intense it is. Like mm-hmm. the the railroad. I mean, that's like the the cover of the YouTube. If you go look for it, you're going to see the, the railroad, going the train going around his head. What a great! But even seeing that in live motion is so that that alone. Just like try to wrap your head around how you do that in, in a stop motion world, and like get it all sitting there without strings, without it sitting yeah. on someone's head impressive it's impressive because you got it so this is on a 2d plane and i did not look this up but i i gleaned from the video that it had to be done this way he's laying on his back and there is stuff happening behind him and they're using the ground uh or whatever set piece they're doing to to make those shapes and to make those things happen Mm. which is why to me the most impressive uh part of this is the clouds 
when they're moving over because they had you're talking about moving these millimeters at a time making the clouds go over his face and going down yeah. and then the other really impressive thing was the roller coaster because mm-hmm. they're moving his hair mm-hmm. frame by frame mm-hmm. to make it look like it's in motion and it's just oh yeah the amount of time the amount of time and effort to make this happen is just incredible and lucky for them i know i threw a little shade on it earlier it's a, it's a great song it's I love Sledgehammer. Yeah, I think it's, it's also a fantastic song. It's a good it's a good song mixed with a great video. Yeah. When Doves Cry. Great song. And uh I've never seen. I've never seen Me either. Purple Rain. Uh I think oh, we've said that before. Yeah. Never seen that movie. I've uh, never watched anything Prince has done. And I haven't listened to a bunch of press. I've definitely heard this song, and this song mm-hmm. is great. What is that? Yeah, we everybody knows. Yeah, I think this is probably his most famous song. Probably, yeah, I, guess. I mean, I it's the one of the ones that I've heard that I enjoy the most yeah. for sure. Um, and the video is interesting. Like, and I, I got this kind of helped me click too in the way that listening to "Low" with David Bowie kind of helped it click a little bit. This helped it, like the whole Prince idea of him, the phenomenon, why he's an icon, why he's a person. This helped watching this video help that click a little bit because, like, this dude just exudes sex and mm-hmm. just exudes power and talent and like he's a thing he's a force he exudes the 80s yes he does but yeah it's just him like on a motorcycle like mm-hmm. he starts in a bathtub and he's on a motorcycle and he's oh, chasing a lady and yeah it's and you want to be caught that's what's <laughs> and that is the thing but yeah it's, it's great it's a it's i don't know that it's super cool special now but it's definitely Interesting to watch, and I'm yeah. glad I watched it. Take on me, Aha, 1985. This has to be for me the most iconic music video of the 80s that I knew about it. Definitely knew, like, who the artist is. Heard the song a million times. Know that fucking video. Like that has stuck with me above any other video I've ever seen from the it's 80s up until this point. One of the coolest videos, period. Yeah, it's. Um, I believe this again. This is a rotoscoping technique. A comic book comes to life, and we're mm-hmm. painting over Aha. Uh-huh. Like the the main guy, I don't fucking know his name. Um, being chased. I don't know anything through. about Aha. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like this is an unknown nothing band. And that, for this video to be so huge. Oh, the song is so huge, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a one hit wonder type of thing where you don't you don't know who it is, and when you find out who it is, you're intrigued because you're like, oh, that's a great song. And then you watch the video, you're like, damn, that's a great video. Another yeah. great song, great video combo. Yeah, awesome. And this one was so fun, like. I just, this is one you always see on those lists mm-hmm. where you never watch the full thing. But when they do the pan over where you're seeing him in the other world and they're moving the camera between the two and mm-hmm. you can see one shade, you know, in the cell shade on this side and drawing and then sort of move it over and you so can see both action. of them yeah. go. Fantastic. And, you know, I you can do that so easily today, but you got to think back in the day. It had to be fucking hard. This Time must intensive. have been crazy. Yeah. And I thought for a moment when they started, I, I knew where it was going, but I when they started with just all of the comic books, mm-hmm. I was like, man, they're going to do this for a long time. This must be very expensive. And then, <laughs> and then I saw what they were doing further. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe yeah. that they did this. And, and I, I hopefully it's paid off for them. I'm sure this song alone bought all of them multiple houses. I'm sure. I hope so. Great video. Great video. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, 1983, Cindy Lauper. This is your life. So fun. Great outfits. Great party time. Everything about it is great. Song is fantastic. This was definitely like, I feel like this is a, a really good time capsule of the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the fashion and everything about it. It's such a part of our culture mm-hmm. that it's been stripped of any 
fun and value it's it's basically just a jingle which is which is weird because some of these songs do suffer from that and that's why it's so cool that's why i love part of the reason i love doing this podcast is like the chance to re-experience stuff that seems so trite and cliched and played out now Mm -hmm. and just go look at it with fresh eyes because i'm doing it critically and like this is fucking good yeah you were you're good (laughs) (laughs) uh like a prayer my favorite madonna song 1989 classic fucking love this song the video is weird and um even though the song's called like a prayer i didn't realize this was a super religious song until i saw the video lady gaga as if i'm the first person to say this owes her entire career to madonna by the way because alejandro was just this video but made for 2008 or whatever anyway so yeah it's like her with burning like the first image is like burning crosses Mm -hmm. and then there's a saint um in the form of i don't know if there's like if this is an actual saint there was or whatever but there's this um black like young man who's charged with basically murdering a white woman even though it was a bunch of like white dudes that fucking murdered her yeah. and um, well, that's the imagery it's that it's like burning cross and and then her singing the choir inside of a church and but it's also like or making out with the saints taken outside of like the political american context and just sort of like wherever the fuck we are in mm. time, yeah. So, so she got in trouble with the Vatican for this. Oh, I and I mean, she was wearing lingerie the whole time too, so her boobs are everywhere. And like, everywhere. the video was, it, I didn't really like it until, because it's weird because they're like, there's a saint that's a statue, but he's inside a jail cell because he's the, the, the guy from the beginning. Mm. But then it's also just like a weird statue with moving and you know how I feel about dolls. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, so a lot of so this is a bias. To, well, no, uh, no, but it's also weird. But then it does get good, and then it's also weird. It's like this white girl who's just like getting down with this black choir and just like this weird stuff, you know. So but it's Madonna. But the song, we say that now. You can't stop the motherfucking song. You can't stop sure. the song. It's really good. Uh, it's such a great song. And by the end, when it wraps up, because at the beginning you don't really understand what the story is, and I was like, I was along for the journey because this is another mm-hmm. song that's like this is telling a fucking story. A story right. And I was like, oh shit, because you just. You see her witnessing a murder, and then you see that kid going to prison, but you don't see that it's the white dudes that fucking killed them. Yeah, so that was really cool. Until the very end. And Madonna's yeah. like, they did it! And then she gets the guy out of jail, right. and it's like, oh! <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. Just a neat, tidy wrap-up. Thanks, Bob Dylan. And then, number one, Thriller. Thriller. 1983. So this is one of those... This like we just said about girls just want to have fun kind of being this thing that was so zeitgeisty and like now it's almost like I don't know having a spoon it's like it's just there in your life and you don't even think about it and it just doesn't what meaning does this have but it's so useful we talked about that before we started watching these like oh thriller maybe we'll just skip over it we, yeah we know everyone's it. seen thriller. we know thriller enough whatever but we did both watch it and holy fuck thriller is the best music video of all time ever. One million dollars. We're jaded people. (laughs) And the fact that, like, I I was moved. I was legitimately dying. Uh, Yeah, I mean, in a way that bad, I mean, watching bad after that was like, whoa. What a letdown. What is a letdown? That's a letdown of of monumental scope. But um, I'm familiar with that with Bob Dylan. Something as high. (laughs) Seriously, as high as that to come as low as something like bad that gives you, like, a little... Little tidbit, and then oh, I'm familiar with that. With yeah, but I was I was really shocked at how well it stands up, and how incredible uh, of a song it is, and how incredible of a performer Michael Jackson can be. Because Michael Jackson is not oh, yeah. someone that ever 
uh, for both for either of us really populated our lives. He was very much uh, his his 2000s character before he passed away, mm-hmm. and that's how we'll always see him. For whatever reason, it doesn't like not even to get into it's just we're a little what too young, right or not. Unfortunately, exactly. We don't have any of the baggage, and so that can be a, a huge turnoff from going back to it. And I would recommend if you've if you've never watched Thriller, even if you've heard the song or think you have, oh my god, we both can't recommend it highly enough. You've got to go watch it. Nineteen eighty three, one million. Nineteen eighty three dollars, two point four million today. Dollars worth it. worth it in a way that I can't believe Madonna spent nine times as much and did not have how did you not make thriller too five times as much anyway uh i love that there's a disclaimer at the very beginning due to my strong personal convictions i wish to stress that this film in no way endorses the occult michael jackson 1980s (laughs) baby 13 minutes and 42 seconds of fucking just amazing vincent price actually does the voiceover and the laughing in it and just the thing that stands out like above the costumes which are fantastic i mean Fuck you if you it's can't lovely. understand that special effects have come a long way. For 1980s, the zombie makeup was fantastic. His outfit, his jacket was fantastic. Uh, the best part of this entire video for me is the way that they lip sync and manage the lyrics. Because Bob Dylan certainly fails and almost everyone does. Making a music video, it can be anyone's interpretation, but it really colors the way, and we'll talk about this with Bob Dylan's video, you perceive the song from there on forward. It's a tough task to take lyrics, which are not a conversation, and make it feel organic and natural in the context of a scene, which is what a music video is. It's scenes meshed together. So when Michael Jackson, when the the song actually starts, because we have the preamble of them being at the movie theater, but when the song actually kicks in, and it's him walking his date home from the theater... And it's him just talking to her. But it's the words of the song. And it fits in a way that I've never seen a music video since fit together. And it's just fucking perfect. Not to mention the amazing dance sequence. And just like... I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody, even if they don't know what it is, knows what to do. You You pop the hands out and do the hand thing. (laughs) Yeah, as jaded as you might be, go back and watch it. And in 2009, this video was inducted into the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. The first music video to ever receive this honor for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It's the, it's just the, like, that's a distinction. Because music videos are so, I don't know, people seem as flip or just like whatever, not relevant or necessary. But this, like, the word icon, I feel like iconic was made for something like this. I say iconic way too much, but I mean, when we think about Michael Jackson... You think this is this. it. Yeah. You think about Thriller. You and don't it's think for about a reason. the rest. And it's for a reason, yeah. Or his hair being caught on fire in his Pepsi ad. It's one of the two. <laughs> or his movie with Joe Pesci. Have you ever watched that movie? Listen, he has a fall as great as Bob Dylan's. He just didn't get to rise again. That's true. the problem. It's true. Anyway, go watch Thriller. It's yeah, go watch fucking, Thriller. Take 13 minutes of your life and go watch Thriller. I tried to look for bands that I liked from the 80s, like The Cure. I mean, in The Clash, yeah. Right, right. And, and it's just them standing around and singing, which is fine. But that, and that's what a lot of videos were and even are. But it's not like, this is it's not fucking Thriller. You know it's what not I mean? Thriller, no. And I think that brings us perfectly to Bob Dylan, which is, it's been said that there are two ways to get out of the 80s. One is to be like Bruce Springsteen 
and not show yourself in a video. The other is to overly show yourself in a video. I think the one thing we can say about every one of these, we didn't even mention Toto's Africa or any of those. <laughs> yeah. uh, just one right off the bat that we did not talk about, thankfully. Um, is that the band is front and center. You know, you're either just ostentatiously a part of the video or you're away from it. You're telling a story. I think the storytelling element is probably the thing that survived. Today, there's so many videos, as we've talked about before, where the band is never featured. And sometimes it's a bummer because it's just like, oh, this is a song and I just get to see shots of New Jersey from a train. Right. Or there, it's it's powerful. It's a really great examination of what they're talking about. Bob Dylan chose to be very much a part of this video. And I think we can both say that is to its detriment. Oh, absolutely. So I don't want it to be like... Um, like a regular episode of Sound in the Window, but I think a little bit of context is important here. This was directed by a guy named Paul Schrader. He was the writer, the screenwriter of Taxi Driver, of Raging oh, Bull, yeah, yeah. and shit. tons of other video, uh, tons of other movies. And he was in 1985. He wrote and directed a, a movie, a well-received movie called uh, Mishima: A Life in Four Chapters which was executive produced by Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas. Uh, and it took place in Japan, as you can tell probably from the title. So I think, if I'm going to guess, the way Bob Dylan hooked up with Paul Schrader was because he was probably filming that movie in Japan and Bob Dylan was basically trying to make a promo video for his tour in Japan, which wow. he did in 1986. So if that's my guess, that's what the two are going with. Bob Dylan said in 1985 about this Song, quote, Tight Connection to My Heart is a very visual song. I want to make a movie out of it. I don't think it's going to get done. It didn't. But of all the songs I've ever written, that might be the most visual. Of all the songs I've written, that's the one that's got characters that can be identified with. Are you fucking kidding me? If you want to go to our website, sotwpod.com, I've got a fun little section called All Hallows Eve, which is a great little spot. <laughs> if you're looking to be a character from Bob Dylan's lineup that we've covered so far, you can see characters not only from history, from Bob Dylan's imagination, or just contextually that you can be for Halloween. Halloween's coming up in a couple months. So go ahead and visit us at TWPod.com. Go to the other section and check out All Hallows Eve. And Bob Dylan should also do that if you're listening, Bob, because I will tell you, that these characters in this song suck and they're not anything close to anything you've ever done. I can't 60 episodes believe in. Yeah. He said that about a song that he's only played like 14 times and mm-hmm. that is terrible. I I want to watch Ronaldo and Clara so bad mm-hmm. after watching this music video because it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm actually curious now because like Ronaldo and Clara gets a lot of flack and it's not great. But compare it to this? I don't know. Oh, shit. It's a it's a good question. So I think it'll be a while before we do it. But we've got we've got a, a couple of other eighties videos to get through for sure oh with my Bob. God, I don't so think I can. The fact that he thought that was pretty funny, and also Schrader apparently was also quite appalled by the outcome of this, which implies to me that he actually did not really direct much of this. Yeah, dude, and, you were uh, there. <laughs> but his name is fucking unfortunately on it. So he was uh he vowed to never apparently he vowed to never uh, directed another music video and he never did so uh, thanks Bob for taking him out of the music video game I guess that's actually a boon to 
the Janet Jacksons of the world and everybody that came <laughs> after that Paul Schrader wasn't coming after your crown. After seeing the album cover for Empire Burlesque last week, this is like that cover come to life. Yeah, basically. Every terrible thing about that album cover in motion. <laughs> it just, yep, yep. That's, uh, thank you for bringing that picture so I can have a reference. Yeah, the same things that he suffered from in Joker Man are, are here. The the poor grooming, the poor fashion, the poor everything. And then we have on top of that, and the acting, because he's yeah, doing yeah. some of that here. Whereas in Joker Man, the dude's just standing around. All right, he's trying to play a song. You can excuse a lot of why he won't open his eyes. We'll never know. We'll never know. But this... Like, he's trying to act, and that's why Ronaldo and Clara. But I feel like he's much younger in Ronaldo and Clara, so there might mm. be a little bit of difference here. This is an Ten years difference, yeah. older dude trying to act and just, like, failing miserably. He's not miming the words. And, and, and again, this lends to the fact that the song is so lifeless. Yeah. Maybe that's why he felt it apt to act so lifeless. But it's yeah. bad. It's rough. Every time they show him on the screen, it hurts. It's so cringy. And, like, just when you think the thruple can't get any worse, he dances. You the one I've been looking for. You the one that's got the key. But I can't figure out whether I'm too good for you or are you too good for me. Has anybody seen my He apparently is, like, getting arrested for a crime he didn't commit. Right. Clearly, right? Because we believe that. He didn't murder 100,000 people by singing to them. But he goes, like, they're all singing with him. But then we have, like, his two loves that are pretty nebulous but show up at the end. But we don't really see that much of them except for at the end. I don't, I guess I, I don't, I never, I never understood. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to watch it. Okay, so You what? have to watch it very critically four fucking times before you understand the story. All right, get it. Give me it. Give me the story. So at first blush, yeah, he's convicted of a... Or at least brought in for a crime that he brought didn't in for commit. A crime. Right. But you got to look a little closer. So... He did the crime. He's looking... We open it with him on a fucking hotel room bed. He's looking at a magazine, not the newspaper, but there is a fucking news article in it for some reason. And there's a dead body in on the news article. Right. Apropos of absolutely nothing and with no information, Bob Dylan assumes that the dead body in the picture is his girlfriend. At the same time, coincidentally, the Japanese police are coming in to arrest him for said crime of what is absolutely cannot possibly be anyone else's dead body but his girlfriend. They take him to the station to question him and he's like, I didn't do it. And then we have a scene of him going to a bar to drown his sorrows because he was just being questioned. He wasn't actually put in prison. They just wanted to talk down. Like, we just need to go down to the station and whatever that is in Japanese. And then we see him in a drowning his sorrows in a bar where he's sitting on the floor, clearly, because that's a thing, an Asian thing, where they have those tables, like, on the floor. Yeah. But he has his legs strewn out like a fucking asshole because he has to manspread and he can't put his fucking legs away. And then a girl comes up who is not, again, this girlfriend character. It's another girl. Okay, so let's keep, let's, dead let's check in. Let's check in. Other girlfriend. Bob Dylan's girlfriend is dead. He's been accused of the crime. He is sad. And the same day, from what we can glean, Bob Dylan is like, I need to tap that. Yeah. So he gets with the girl he meets at the bar. Now, 
incidental and re- like completely regardless of what's going on, he's also play. He's a band. He's playing as part of a band. He's a, a guitarist. Yeah, a, a at a bar guitarist. that we keep just cutting to for no reason, and it's not really related, but maybe it's related. I do love him in the background, just like legitimately playing the song in a like, fucking leather jacket without a shirt on, cut way too low with a goddamn trucker hat. There it is. Oh, that's right, that. And it's and I say that it's not it has no effect on anything except he sees a girl whom he thinks is his girlfriend because the last time he saw her was in this white coat, mm-hmm. and she has the same similar cut, right? How are you like? Because I watched it so much and I tried. It's like there has to be a reason for this. But there's a lot of garbage that doesn't make any sense in between the scenes of Bob Dylan getting over his girlfriend in a record time. A girl who thinks he's That's dead. That's a Bob Dylan time. I'm sorry. <laughs> There is, uh, we see flashes of what we presume is his girlfriend's last moments where she's confronted by, let's say, the Yakuza, because that's the only gang in Japan, the Yakuza, who they get in a scuffle, but we don't really know quite what's going on yet because we're still in present day where Bob Dylan's backing on his girlfriend. But also he's playing in a band and thinks that maybe his girlfriend is alive because he sees somebody who looks like her in the club. Then we also cut to, in apropos of nothing, the Yakuza picking on some punks dancing in a square because we have to tie in the blue wig, but we can't really figure out how to tie in the blue wig. So let's say it's a guy with blue hair. Definitely not the wig. Right. Just like Bob Dylan shoehorned this goddamn whole verse into a fucking song that should never have existed. Yeah. This video was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Punks. Punk in the square. Fine. Fuck it. Guy with here, same thing. And then we finally see Bob Dylan is taken into the jail because they've decided after questioning him, this is the fucking guy. They bring him to a jail complete with... American bunting for no reason. There's red, white, and blue so, bunting inside yeah. of the fucking holding cell. And who does he see... When he's in the holding cell, none other than his fucking girlfriend. Mm. Alive, clear as day. Cut to a picture of him turning the page of the news article to the next page where they show the picture of the person who actually died in the scuffle, which was the Yakuza member. And if only we could have fucking turned the page at the beginning of the song, we would have known the whole time. But we, or turned it a third time to another song and video. And thank God we cut to the scuffle again where we see the end result. And she actually, gangster style, stabbed the fucking Yakuza guy. And he's the one that died, not her. Dope. So she's alive in the jail. Bob's alive in the jail. I don't know why they both get released. Because she did fucking murder a motherfucker. But, but the Yakuza. <laughs> we don't want So him. that's fine. So they let Bob and Frendo, girlfriendo, out of girlfriendo. jail. And everyone's happy. Except we're like congratulatory walking outside of the jail and who do we run into the lead singer of his band oh oh is that not who she is no i didn't oh, think so frock. i thought she was a rando the rando that he met at the bar that was oh, drowning her sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. oh the, right no no the lead singer sorry is is i'm sorry the lead singer of his band i do have this here is victoria horn who performed with him in europe and japan oh yeah today. that's a whole other thing the backing band is way too fucking happy obscenely happy upsettingly happy his wife carolyn dennis is in that band so jesus hold your tongue anyway uh so yeah we come out of jail everyone's been exonerated apparently i don't know how the japanese system works but whatever apparently a lot different than ours and who do we see outside of the jail but bob dylan's temporary girlfriend so in the course of two days bob dylan has completely forgotten about the girl who thought he was dead got with a new girl thought the girl wasn't the original girl wasn't dead and then was like oh what do i do because i clearly love both of you so much Trouble time and convinces them both to be in a polyamorous relationship with Bob Dylan. And if you think it couldn't get any worse, he dances. It took a special person, you, <laughs> to really break down what the fuck was happening in this video. Because I did not ever see that. A, well done. B. Thank you. Let's just go back to those last scenes. Because those are some of the most 
awful pieces of video I've ever watched in my life. When Bob <laughs> Dylan is sitting on the stoop and he gets up and just like outstretches his hand and the two girls come toward him. There, I mean, there is something inside of me that is like not just dying, but like screaming. Oh, your skin crawls. It's just like in a moment of disgust. What, what was that about? All I could think was really that. Like, what? He had a little chop going on and his little, like, shuffle with his lips. It's just so But, like, bad. it's not even anything. His it's just... dead, dead Bob Dylan eyes. So that's the dead. difference between Joker Man, is that Bob Dylan closed his eyes to prevent the dead from coming out. <laughs> this he was told, you've got to open your eyes. He's like, but I'm dead inside. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. And yet... Bob, MTV... We're going to make lots of money. Okay. You know, Joker Man, I didn't say this last week, but it was actually nominated. Again, this means almost nothing, but it was nominated for Video of the Year. At the for MTV the MTV Movie Awards. Awards. Yeah. Nice. In like their first iteration. It did not win, as you could guess. But as the- a testament to Thriller, the MTV Movie Awards, or video Music Video Awards, came out after, the year oh. after Thriller. And they gave out, it to us. They still gave them awards. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Well, we just said almost everything we needed to say. I think the, the the funniest thing about this and the thing that I couldn't stop thinking about was the J- Japanese tour. The fact that he did this. I, I, I feel like this is a promotion for Japan to make him come out to the Budokan or wherever the fuck he was playing. Uh, he released uh, Live at Budokan in 79. 78-79. So it's like he had an established you know reputation with Japan um, but I saw this as like a lost in translation type of thing. Where, I saw that a little bit that way too. Where he's selling himself almost like he's just a white American in Japan. Sounds musky. Selling some, yeah. For relaxing times. Make it Suntory time. Or... His fucking shitty music, you right, know? Yeah. He's just, he's doing what you gotta do. And like, maybe the Japanese audience uh, bites or it doesn't bite, but it almost feels perverse for us to be watching it. Like, we're almost not the audience. I wonder what this was like to watch in Japan. I wonder if they liked it. I wonder if the 80s liked it. I have no concept of what it was like for anybody watching this. I almost feel like it wasn't something that was played for very long. It was a video that came out. Nobody remembers it. It disappeared. Like a lot of other videos, nobody nobody seems to remember this video. It certainly doesn't resonate on anybody's best of or worst of list. Hmm. It's just a nothing video. So I'm curious if maybe in Japan it's more it's more known. Yeah, I don't but know. I would I would almost doubt that um, that America got as much time with this as Japan did because I don't see this as being for us. I yeah. see this as being for them. Because at the end, I mean, there's no getting around the ending. It's so gross. It's so weird. It's so dumb. And it hurts. It hurts. It just physically hurts. Like, really, a love triangle and, like, Bob Dylan hugging another human being? How forced does that feel? Has he ever touched another person? That's my immediately (laughs) thought. Like, has he ever interacted with with anyone else? (laughs) It's unfortunate that any of this happened. And I love that we watched it. 
If you love us at the same time, you can go (laughs) to SOTWpod.com. That's your best bet. You can see all of our mixed up confusions. You can see all of our episodes. We've got, I mean, playlists uh, we, we host on SoundCloud. So if you've missed any episodes, feel free to roll through that. You'll see playlists. You'll sorry. You'll see um, our Spotify playlist. You'll see show notes. Everything. Just go there is your best bet. If you like Twitter, if you're on Twitter, SOTW Pod. If you love Instagram, SOTW Pod. Oh, we're everywhere. Facebook, same thing. Tumblr, SOTW.tumblr.com. That is the weirdest one of all of them. SOTWpod.tumblr.com, yeah. At Tumblr.com. Not great. Yeah. It's not poetic. It really ruins everything. But that's where I am. If you ever want to see me actually posting anything, that's the only place I live. Boom. So we're all living on the internet. Bob Dylan is living in the 1980s, living his best life. And we are going to be back next week with a genuinely great song. I'm so excited. Called Things Have Changed off of no record. I guess it's off the Wonder Boys soundtrack out of the year 2000. But we will see you then because the video for it is is pretty great and actually um, well regarded. And uh, and the song itself, I think, is one of his is one of those great bridges between time out of mind and love and theft. We've only listened to one love and theft song, and as I've made clear, my my favorite song of all time is Mississippi off of love and theft. So we are we're working in a range that I really really love. Kelly, final thoughts: Are you ever going to watch this video again? No. No, absolutely not. So, no, that's not true. That's not true. I will absolutely show this to somebody in the way that you would show somebody the room because you have to. You have to. Oh. <laughs> this is kind of like the room. It does. Bit. Yeah, it doesn't explain much of anything. And Bob Dylan is definitely more of an alien than we think of him. And I'm looking at him right now and he's looking quite... I mean, that dude's a fucking alien. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's so bad. I'll see you on Monday. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Don't worry about it, man. Don't touch me, motherfucker.